0: Good morning, Yoni. Good morning. Let's begin. Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to to begin another day. We're be- we're blessed to have so much so much opportunity, so much opportunity to grow, so much opportunity to change and to focus our lives on 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 all the all the opportunities that we have to to make ourselves better which is the purpose of 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 life the purpose of life the purpose of every day which is life we have to remember that life life is today life is now and the gift of life and the avoda the mission of being alive and, and having a day is for a person to to take advantage and for a person to realize that that this is where it's at. This is where this is where Hashem wants me to be and this is whatever state you're in, whatever the weather whatever the weather is, you know, sometimes it's beautiful outside, sometimes it's rainy outside. And the most important thing is to understand your own personal weather, and to learn yourself. To understand, are you someone who lives in California, where it's always, uh, you know, sunny, sunny and sunshine and and beautiful weather, right? Oh, are we Byron, getting you excited, Yitzi? We got some Californians over here. You guys, get smiling. Oh, it's like today, all all day, every day. Or do you, are you from England, where it rains every day? Right? Or are you from, uh, you know, the East Coast, where you have pr- pretty much regular seasons? You know, you have your your uh, winter, your spring, your summer, your fall. You know, pretty evenly distributed. Right? So, so that's cute to talk about the weather on the outside. It's cute to be a meteorologist for the weather on the outside. But the most important. Uh, is to know what what you are on the inside. What's the weather on the inside? Thank you. Are you a person who? Uh, is a rainy guy are you a person who's a sunny guy? Do you know how to change your weather? God knows how to change the weather of the world, which is great. Okay? So how does that affect me that affects me if I have an umbrella if I'm going to wear a sweater if I'm going to You know put on a, a lighter shirt but we are the meteorologist of our of our well, not the meteorologist. We're the we're the weather uh, creator of what's going on inside of us. What's going on inside of us? Can I create? You have to ask yourself that question, right? Right? When when I'm outside and I see the weather is beautiful, weather is that is that something that I could create from within myself or not? Can I create that within myself? And and if I can create that within myself, if I can create that, Eliezer, I'm so impressed with you. I'm sitting there with a notebook, we're taking notes. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'm serious. I'm always <laughs> just it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, I see it. I feel it. Unbelievable. That's changing your. That changes our weather. That that's really how we change our weather within our, ourselves the the way we're able to change the weather within ourselves is when we get to know ourselves and so we get to know am I uh am I someone who who uh gets you know gets in, a, gets in a bad mood um all the time in the morning at what's the, how, how how fast does my does my weather fluctuate when I wake up in the morning right i've i've shared this many times on a personal note is that i noticed you know, in myself, many years ago, I noticed in myself many years ago that uh, that every morning uh, when I woke up, um, that my weather—I noticed this. I remember when I noticed this, and I noticed that the weather inside of me every morning uh, was was rainy and cold and and like gross. And I was like, I was like, wow. I remember one day it hit me. I'm like. Because I was like, this, I, had, I, had, I had problems with this person, and then when that was solved, so in the morning when I'd be, you know, getting ready and, and starting my day, I remember my thoughts were flooded with, with this person that was bothering me within myself, and I couldn't stop thinking about the person, couldn't stop thinking about the person. Then when that was taken care of, I wake up in the morning, I'm, start, I'm thinking about another person, so I'm like, whoa, 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 one second. So it's not the person that's bothering me. Maybe it's me, until I realize that, wait, wait it's actually me. In the mornings, I was like, you know, uh, you know, some people are more morning people, and they're all chippery. They wake up in the morning, and they're all like talkative, and like, uh, uh, and some people are those like grouches. So I'm like more, well, I used to be. I'm not going to say I am. Nat- naturally, I'm a grouch in the morning, right? My wife's all chippery and all excited, right? That's, uh, you know, that's usually the way Hashem makes it you know <clears throat> so it's like oh good morning it's like it's also hard when you're a grouch in the morning you hate when people are in a, are in a good mood it's like stop i'm not ready for that yet let, let me first like stretch and and this and then i'll will I'll, I'll be in a good mood when i'm in a good mood right now i got to be a grouch <clears throat> and what did i do i did something about it what i did was <clears throat> i decided that i don't want to i don't want to do, i don't want to be I want it to be beautiful. I want to wake up in the morning with the birds chirping and the sun shining right in here. So, what am I going to do? So, I worked on it, whatever I did. Meaning, I worked on it. I do it two, two, till a few hours ago, I did it the same. I did, did the same, same exact thing um, that I've been doing for many years is, is to help myself to have beautiful weather right when I wake up. Beautiful weather in the afternoon, beautiful weather at night, because that can change the whole entire day. And you know what's hard sometimes. what's hard is sometimes when, when things happen, and, and that creates this negative weather inside of you, some things happen. Uh, this, uh, this person in business, you, know, did this to me. My roommate did this to me. Um, I had a tough conversation with, my, with one of my parents, you know, whatever it might be you have a tough situation that comes your way, so you say, oh, okay, that already I can't control. Yeah, really, is that true? Is that true that you might not be able to control the, the person who said something to you, you might not be able to control the, you know, the, your business partner, you might not be able to control whatever it is, but you can, you can, you can control how you look at the situation. You can go ahead and you could say, Whoa, whoa, like, can I take a step back? Can I? And it's hard. It's very hard. I'm not saying it's not hard, right? Someone was just mentioning to me recently. Someone just mentioned to me recently. Said, Yeah, they had a contract with this, and they're, uh, uh, ah, it's Yehuda. Right? A contract, not you, it wasn't Yehuda. Because Yehuda reminded me of my dreams from, from yesterday. But he said he had a contract with someone. He's looking for an apartment. He's blah, blah, blah. And the guy messed him over because he was supposed to move into the apartment and the guy went against the contract and he went and he said his kid and it's my family and I have to go again. He messed the guy over. So I said, what are you going to do? You're going to fight with? He's like, oh, I'll go to court and get a lawyer. I said, you're going to spend a month of your life, like whatever. He's like, how could that be? I'm like, okay, good. Now, now you have, you know, obviously you want to be, have empathy. And it's hard for someone. But then you want to take a step back. And like the Mesil Sharm says straight out. One of the reasons we're put in this world. Is for a Nesayin. Is to ch- for those challenges. We're put in this world for a challenge. That's, that's why Hashem put us in this world. Why He did it like that. Okay I don't know. You'll, we'll learn Derech Hashem. And you'll figure out why Hashem. What that does to a person. But bottom line is. We all have our challenges. Everybody has challenges. What separates Right, All men are created equal, right? And it's true. Everybody's the same. Every person is the same. Every person has the same 24 hours. Okay, this one has more talent in, in, uh, in, uh, you know, with people. This one has more intellectual talent. This one has a more natural, you know, whatever it might be. This guy's a little better looking. This guy's a little taller. Uh, but ultimately, we're all created equal, and we all have the same equal opportunity. So what separates someone who's happy? What separates someone who's successful? What separates someone who has a good marriage? What separates someone who, who is even successful financially? What separates it? What is it, that someone gave something to me? You don't want to live your life that I'm, that I'm, being, that I'm being happy because someone gave something to me. It's because I worked at it. It's because I, I made a decision that I'm, that I'm changing, that I'm gonna grow, that I'm going to... That's why we start off with Hilchus Lashon Hara. Why? Because what does Hilchus Lashon Hara tell me? It has nothing to do with that guy. It's not that guy that's your problem. And as long as you think that that person is your problem, and you could swear that that person's your problem, and it could be that, that you thought and you think that that person's been your problem your whole life. You could be 50 years old, I promise you this. You could be 50 years old, you could be 60 years old, still talking about your mother. There are people who are going to do that. Yeah, it's my mother's fault. It's my father's fault. You could do that. And no one's going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing that. They'll be like, okay, sure, there are groups. You could join a lot of people. You could join a lot of people's misery. Oh, it's my, and then you could join them. It's my wife's fault group as well. You're 56 years old. Yeah, it's my wife. If only I, deep down, yeah, she's the problem. My mother, huh, wait till you meet my mother-in-law. Right? It's not, I'm, I'm telling you guys, it's not, nothing, nothing nothing's going to change. Right? You're like, me too. Right? Uh, right? No, chas I'm saying, uh, right? But what's the pshat? The pshat is, that, that's, that's going to happen. So now it's, oh, but Rebbe, no, now it's my roommate. My roommate. When I get married, and I love this line. Those of, those of you who are, uh, who are past the roommate stage will love, We'll, we'll totally get this. And it's one of my favorite lines that I love to say. One of my favorite lines. Guys will say, guys will say, yeah, but Rebbe, it's only my roommate who I don't like and who bothers me. But I don't love my roommate so much. Right? That's what we think. Well, I don't, yeah, I have anger problems. I have this problems. I have jealousy problems. I have, I have whatever problems I have. But it's my roommate. When, it, when, it, when I'm going to get married... Right? See, he's already smiling. Yehuda knows. Right? But when I get married, I'm going to love my wife. So there are going to be no problems because I'm going to love her. And what do I say? Ha ha ha, it's a joke. Why? Because you hurt the people you love the most. You hurt the people closest to you. So if you hurt your roommate, just wait till you have kids. Just wait till you're married. Just wait till you're married. It doesn't change, it does not change. Yeah, okay. It's it's a different relationship, your roommate from your spouse, but it's much more complex. It's much deeper. And when a person realizes that that where is my life? Where is my head? Is my head where? Where is my goals? Where are my where where am I spending my energy and my am I, am I, am I um, understanding of myself? Where am I spending? Where am I spending my time? Am I spending my time talking about politics? Am I spending my time talking about stupidity? Am I spending my mental energy even on my... on my? It could be on your mother. It could be on your father. Now, it doesn't mean that if somebody has issues or someone went through difficult times that they don't have to talk about it. But usually what happens is if you have a therapist, you have someone who you talk to about it an hour a week, two hours a week, whatever it is, where you journal about it, then the rest of the day, you're not sitting around talking about, oh yeah, this one, this, this one, this, this one, that. You're busy focusing on your life. And and hara, what and hara does is it is it robs us. What it does is it robs us from ourselves. That's what it does. It's not. And I've said this many times. The, the, what and hara does is it doesn't destroy the other person. It also destroys. You can also destroy a person, another person. You can. People can get destroyed. Through speaking lashon hara, but the but the biggest thing is that it destroys you. It destroys you. That's the biggest thing of lashon hara, and it's like a small, little by little. It's not like oh, you know, you go ahead and and uh, you know it destroys you in one shot. Over time, you're like I'm actually sitting at my dining room table. I'm actually sitting at my kitchen table with my family, and we don't talk. We don't talk about each other. We don't talk. About what's going on <coughs> in our days, because we're busy talking about politics or talking about stupidity, as opposed to talking about me, talking about your spouse, your children, whoever it might be. Rafi, you had a question. Yeah, I was wondering why is the people to you? Why? Yeah. Meaning, what's the why is that, that that So, so probably, probably. I would say because it's not it's not so much that we. We it, it's not, it's more like we do we do, we're more truthful to the people closest to us, and inside of us, if I'm if I'm a net, very negative person, right? So a guest comes and you're all like smiley, but deep down, right? Some people could be very smiley on the outside, but inside, they're they they they're very not nice to themselves.
1: Now the
0: what? That, that level of trust oh, I think it's just I think it's just again, if I'm mean to myself. Let me ask you a question. If you're critical on yourself deep down, are you going to be critical on your kids? Yes. Right. You don't know, but, uh, but the answer is yes. You will be very critical on your kids. Not only that, you will realize a lot of your faults when you see how you'll, how you'll be with your kids. Because a lot of times you can't see it. You're like a, when you're in yeshiva, sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm a tzaddik. I'm a bit, that's why I tell people to get married. You're a big Not everyone. Now that I said it, I said it um, to Doctor Block, right? I said it to you uh, yesterday, uh, privately. But not everyone's like Ellie over here, who's a, who's a true tzadik on the inside. Not everyone's like <laughs> Ellie Block, and, uh, and I mean that. Not everyone, right? Ellie's going to treat his wife and his children, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like the, the, they're not. But not everyone's like that. And I'm sure he has more to work on himself. <coughs> work on himself. Not, he's not. This isn't your eulogy. Right, he's young. Baruch Hashem, he's a young guy. He's just beginning. And the key is—I just want to say this. The key is, and I—I I, I can't say this enough. Yehuda, you hear this? I can't say this enough. It's all in—it's all in the effort. It's all in the effort. You could be the most. You could have grown up and you could, come, you could have grown up with the most negative mother and the most negative father and the negative culture and negative and anger and negativity and negativity and negativity, whatever, however you grew up. And then you could have another guy who grew up with ah, everyone singing and dancing, and everything's beautiful, and the guy who grew up, you know, one way and he works on himself, he will attain, he will get to where he's got to get to, guaranteed. He will get there. It might take hard work. It might take him this. But the guy who grew up with a silver spoon, so to speak, he's not going to get there. You can't say, oh, the reason I'm going to have a good marriage is because my parents had a good marriage. Now, you might have a certain advantage, but the work is the same exact work that you have to put in. No one, no one, no one, is, given, no one is given a free pass for anything valuable. There's no free pass. And you know what you talk about? You talk about, you, talk about, you know, people who, who grow up wealthy. People say, oh, so I wish I had all the money. You know what? A lot of people who grow up with a lot of money and their parents and their grandparents, it's a big curse a lot of times. I've seen it many, many times. Because you know why? Because they don't have to work hard. Because they don't have to work hard. And they grow up and they say, okay, I don't have to worry about money. theres It's a bracha. That a person has to struggle and to work. It's a bracha. It's a bracha. Why? Because it makes you work hard. It makes you say, I want to get it. I want to own it. writes, A person would rather have a million dollars that he made than nine million dollars from someone else. So everyone's like, not me. Right? That's because you didn't make the million dollars. That's why. If you make the million dollars, then you'll agree. It's when you don't have the million dollars, and you say, oh, oh if someone would give me nine million dollars, I'd rather have that than a million dollars. Right? That's not true. It's only true because you, you didn't do it. If you did it, you'd be like, yeah, this, I own this. I have this. This belongs to me. So rafia could be. It could be part of it is that it's really the truth. The truth comes out. It's not that we're closer to the people who hurt us because we, we hurt the people closest to us. It's just because that's just who we are. We have a part of us that is like that. So we're able to cover it over from other people. The people who come closer into intimate intimacy. The closer someone gets to you, the more they get to know you. And that's the importance, Rafi. And all of us. That's the importance of working within yourself. That's the trick. Because when you're working outside for what other people think... And what happens is when you get closer and closer to the inside, that's when it starts smelling and it starts being dark and negative and terrible. What we want to try and do is we want to work inside out, not outside in. Because the people who work inside out are the people who get both. When you work outside in, you usually end up with, with usually nothing or maybe you'll get something on the outside. But inside, you don't want to come home and be successful at work and come home and you hate your home. You don't want that to be. You want it to be that your home is your, is your generator of love. Your home is your generator of compassion, of understanding, of positivity, of growth. You do that, you're invincible. You do that, you're invincible. Yes, Yosef. You're not going to lose people, right. Me, right. them, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, but that's yeah, but you, but you, but you lose so much more. You I'm lose. Just, yeah, sure yeah, 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 Right. You're explaining. Talking. Right, right, right. That could be. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Let's. Yes. Do I How does one balance
1: the inside versus outside? So if you spend time looking and working on yourself. You right. 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 You can become potentially self obsessed by continuing to work from the inside out and forget about your obligations on the outside.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I I think that, listen, I'm not sure exactly practically on your, you know, what what you deal with in your life, but I I think that you want to be overflowing. That's what they talk about. You want to overflow, meaning you want your your love to others not to come from the lack of me, but rather because I'm overflowing my love into others. Sometimes we love doing things because it it uh, gives us a sense of who we are, which is normal. And I say this I say this a lot right today we'll have our Shalom Bayesh here. You're welcome to join at twelve forty. And one of the one of the things that I talk about in relationships and marriage is that there's nothing wrong with needing my wife to make me feel good. There's nothing wrong with a person having that I need my wife to make me feel good and to to make me feel good about myself, whatever it might be. But the question is how much percentage of that do I need from her? Do I need 90% or I'm 90% good? I'm 80% feeling good about myself. The 10, 20% she could fill. The problem in Shalom Bias happens when people have hard relationships in marriages is when my wife needs too much from me or I need too much from my wife, right? So, so she's working so hard to fill me up and I'm working so hard to fill her up and then I'm just like, honey, I can't deal with this. You just gotta, you're not happy without me, right? As opposed to, I am happy without you, but like I'm extra happy with you. You know, like that's the difference. So I think it happens, it's like that at work and everything we do. Of course you need to have a job People need to do for others, but the question is, what am I if I don't do for others? Who am I if I'm not doing? What am I doing? Am I? Am I? Do I have nothing for my own identity? Is there like nothing, zero? You know, and that's that's something for a person to ask. I hope that answered your. Uh... Okay, unbelievable, Mr. Duman City. I hope you. So you're here to stay. We got him. Uh, we'll. we'll uh... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> inspiration is this an inspiration I'm so inspired sitting here with the notebook Yona <coughs> it's competition over here I like this your father's a, father's a good man over here wow well, we're sitting here Sitting sitting here this is your third day fourth day so what do you say let us hear let's hear a fresh fresh interview of your impression of 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 what we're doing over here I don't mean the yeshiva in general the yeshiva in general also but have you what have you learned from the last few days of this year? Have you
1: had? I think that the Rosh Yeshiva is giving some really deep insights that having been to many yeshivas, you get the and you get the Shanias, and you get the Humish, which has to show that sometimes be the external stuff, so you, dare I say, tick the box, and I'm learning to learn, but are you learning about yourself? And I think uh, starting the day with these very honest deep insights and sitting at 53, still working through this, having thought I would be sorted. It's nice to hear the Rosh Hashiba is still going through stuff, and that's what we're here for. So um, I think it's amazing. And Yona uh, has taken the initiative to set up the family group and uh, to share the Rosh Hashiva sharing and trying to get my other members of the family, some in full-time learning, to so also listen to some of this stuff. So to me, the hacker is, as the Rosh Hashiva said, starting on the inside and working out, the, I say, the window dressing of well, yes, I've done my
0: dafyumi, I've done my missionary, I've done etc. etc. Wow! It's wow! Ultimately, it's uh, the, the stuff inside that seems important. Beautiful! Wow! Amazing. Wow! That's amazing. You know, you you just made me think of something. Like I, I like that because everyone everyone um, talks about. Okay, you know, I have my checklist of. I did, and, and, and like you're saying, of course, it's, it's, it's so, so important to do your daf yomi, to do your mishra yomi, to do your halacha yomi, but we got to put on the list, did I do my me my, uh, my yomi? right? Did I do that? And, and in a certain way, if you don't do the me yomi, so then your daf and your mishra and your halacha are not going to be uh, what, what it's really about. If you do the mi yomi, I'm not so worried about the others, but I think that uh, I like that I like that very much because I think that we we um, I think that I'm I'm, I'm going to say this: the Yitzhara is very strong, you know, especially nowadays. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, you know, the Daf Yomi is is, is uh, and Ken Yirbu. There should be more people learning Torah and Daf Yomi and Mishnah Yomi and Halacha uh, Yomi, the 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 uh, personal Yomi, I guess I don't know how you would say it. The Daf of yourself, the, your Daf, is very very powerful. So thank you for sharing that. I I agree with you. That's that's one and one one of the things that I do also want to say, as Mr. Duman is saying, I think it's very very important is that you guys are very you guys. I mean I'm also young, but you guys are younger. The younger you are, the younger you are, the more successful you will be. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why, I, why I say that. As far as, let's just talk about marriage for a second. You know I love talking about marriage. Why will you be successful? Because, because what happens is there's something natural, and no one has this here in our yeshiva. There's a natural thing when people talk about wives and marriage, they roll their eyes. You can roll their eyes. Ah oh, yeah, okay, that's it. It's the last day of your, you know, your you know, your, whatever the jokes people say when people get engaged and marriage, okay, that's it. Your last day of freedom and all these things that, that, that people want to say and they make these jokes about marriage and when 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 it's not it's not true. It's not true. And when a person starts off at eighteen, nineteen 20, 21 years old, and you say, no, 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 Marriage is the most unbelievable thing in the world. And marriage is something, now yeah, we all know that. Everybody knows that. But when you're starting at 19, 20, 21 years old, that that's the perspective of what marriage is, then you're starting off so much, so much more um, blessed than someone who got married, who's married for 10, 15, 20 years, and then he realizes, okay, Really, maybe I've been living for 20 years, 15 years, 10 years with thinking that marriage is just another thing on my checklist. It's not something about, about building a relationship, about love, about connection. Yeah, love, yeah, I used to think I could, I, could, I could be in love. I used to think, yeah, wait till you get married. No, I'm going to say the opposite. Yeah, wait till you get married, and then you'll really, really know what love is. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have to work hard on, on it. Doesn't mean you have to work every day. Doesn't, doesn't mean you don't have to work every day. You have to work every day. It doesn't mean there aren't ups and downs. There are a lot of ups and downs in, in marriage. There, there, there have to be. Just like there are ups and downs in your life. But it's the most incredible, beautiful, amazing thing in the world. And the only way you're gonna have that perspective is if you are able to learn to understand yourself. You're able to relate to yourself. You're able to be honest with yourself. You're able to take yourself seriously. These are things that are consistent. These are things that need to be literally like olive bays in your life. It has to be like like the core of your life. Like I say, Lashon Hara. I don't look at that. I don't look at people learning Lash Lashon Hara as a from thing. Oh, I don't speak Lashon Hara. Blah, blah, blah. A person who speaks Lashon Hara in my book... It's not even my book. It's just the way it is. It's not even like, oh, he's doing, you know, is he a from guy? This is why I say this a lot of times. It's a hard conversation. Is that guy, you know, is that secular Jew? Of course, we all have our, our um, you know, the understanding of what's from, al pialacha, guy who keeps Shabbos, kosher. I'm not getting into that. Of course, there's just classic ways of describing people. But, but you talk to a Jew who let's say is not so strong when it comes to learning or he's not so strong when it comes to other things but he'll never say a bad word about somebody else. Do, you, do I want to be the guy who's, who's all this and this and that? But yeah, oh, I could talk freely about someone else. I don't know the halachas. Lashon hara. A person who speaks Lashon hara in my books is missing the whole point of, of being a Jew. A person who's able to freely speak about other people who doesn't know the halachas of Lashon Hara who's this is missing the foundation and I didn't make this up I'm not, I didn't make this up myself I make it up for myself there are many sources Rabbi Akiva says <laughs> the base of Megdash is destroyed the Chavetz Chaim says the reason the base of Megdash is destroyed is because people hate each other and when you talk Lashon Hara it means you're hating someone and we have to work on that so it's, it's something that's so so evident and so obvious and a change, I always say this the iman Chai, the major says the uh, person who walked around and says who wants life, who wants life he said it twice and they said "Oh, don't speak lashon hara who wants life, don't speak lashon hara love the good, see the good and don't speak lashon hara and it says who wants life twice and they make a deek in that, they, they say, why do you say, do, who wants life twice? So they say, because life in the next world, but then there's life in this world. If I'm a person who I don't have any negative thing to say about anyone, and I can look around, now it doesn't mean that when I look at someone and I see negative, that's okay, it's normal. We all look at where situations happen, and this guy bothers me, this person bothers me, that's very normal, it's a very normal thing. The question is, what's my next step? What do I do after that person bothers me? Okay, yeah, Yehuda, and then we'll do the halacha. Yes? Um,
1: just to add on to, like, like, there's a point where we made about, uh, like, some people want like, they're about to get married, Someone, some more of a superficial thought, than, like, it's my last day of freedom.
0: Right. Um,
1: and I think it ties in very well with uh, uh, the line from Jordan Peterson, who said that, uh, that people view marriage as, like, oh, now I'm, now I'm locked up. And really, marriage is like the exact opposite. It's the most freeing thing. Because when you're dating, you're not married, secular life people are date for seven years. And both sides, like they're always on trial. Always like, if I slip up, if I make a mistake, other person's going to leave. You. And when you're married, like we all have our, our,
0: our, our issues, our vulnerabilities, our all these different things. But so when you're married, you have that commitment, you're able to really be yourself. Nice. And it's really the most freeing
1: thing to be married.
0: You nice. can totally be who you are as opposed to right. people faking free. it, right, nice That's just, just special, Nice, I like that you're okay. I like that, right. nice and, and you're not even married Imagine how good it's going to be when you're married You're saying that when you're not free yeah. Imagine how, how, how clear you'll be when you're free I like that Yes, Nisanal They say a story for I just like I just understood it Say it louder so your grandfather can hear. Oh, it's, it's he wants to have nachos. So we have a grandfather and a grandson here. My great grandfather, my grandfather's father, uh, he became from later on when he at least from I he never he never said anything negative about
1: anybody and, and he to the end of his life he never uh, he never went to never any happy. Wow. So he was
0: the best way. Wow. <laughs> Wow! It's amazing! Thank you, Rabbi. thank you, exactly.
1: Here, Rabbi Alexander. Go
0: from grandson to grandfather. He was talking about your father. That's what the son was talking about. Your father. He said. He said that he never that he never spoke lashon hara. He never had cavities. He didn't speak lashon hara. He never lost his teeth. You never Unbelievable. Sounds like, like father like son. <laughs> <laughs> <the> <laughs> Rabbi Alexander. The inspiration to have a to have your grandfather here. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sitting in cheer could uh, teach teaches me every day. I'm being serious. Teaches me inspires me every day because you know what he proves Rabbi Alexander proves the point it's not whether you're 18 or you're 50 or 70 80 or 90 doesn't matter doesn't matter life is the same for everyone you work on yourself you try and try and see the good you try and have gratitude you try and be honest with yourself for everyone everyone it's the same thing no one is putter no one is exempt from 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 negativity no one's exempt from working on themselves no one's exempt from effort from pushing in the effort no one's exempt from having hard bad days bad days everyone has bad days people have difficult days people have good days no one is no one is is putter Nobody is is exempt from I mean you are exempt after you die you are exempt. I don't know what happens after then, but that's when you're exempt from from life But 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 life is the same for everyone. It's about it's about Not speaking about others and focusing on yourself It's about really working hard trying to change yourself That's what it's about trying to change using your as Yehuda Ziegfried said uh, trying to recognize right I mean, you could say it better than me. You said it. That, uh, that realizing that my problems are my motivators. My problems are not my, my you know, the, the difference between someone who will be, who will make it through life is someone who takes his problems and says, every problem will motivate me. No problem is going to put me, put me in darkness. Now, sometimes we go through hard times. Sometimes we all go through hard times. But but the difference is is that and people have pain and people have had had very challenging times in their life. But the difference is who? How do you react to those challenges? When I see that negative in that person, do I continue blaming him or I say, what can I learn for myself about this situation? Okay. Uh, let's let's learn. Uh, we did three. Um, we're talking about what, what's interesting is now we're talking about what you're allowed to say and what you have a responsibility to say. So we're talking about having a bad caterer. So you have a bad caterer. He messed up. He did a terrible job. I have to tell my friend if he asks me, do I use this caterer or I don't use this caterer. So you have to. But the only way you're allowed to do that is if you meet five conditions. Condition number one we said is that I'm not holding a grudge. I'm not doing this to get back at the caterer. And if you're getting, doing this to get back at the caterer, you can't say a word. Number two, you can't exaggerate. So the potato kugel was salty. But you can't say the caterer stunk. You could say at the bar mitzvah that I made the, this particular situation, the potato kugel that he made was salty. You're allowed to say that, of course. No grudge. And you're very specific. The third thing that the Chavetz Chaim says is that... <clears throat> if your intention is for, um, I'm sorry, if one complaint against the caterer will get the job done, which means the potato kugel was not so good, and the guy says, okay, great, so I'm not going to use him. That's it, and you can't continue saying, oh, yeah, not only was the potato kugel not good, but the guy, ba, blah, blah, that's Lashon You said what you had to say, that you're allowed to say. <clears throat> okay, number four. Says the Chabad yes,
1: in order which one will be the determining factor to make sure he doesn't use him in terms of the what the potato won't be a determining point in terms of that. all right, so I won't be a potato. But can you say right. So should I if the service was good, then should I start off with that at the worst point And that would be just one as opposed to this side like for
0: less. Right, so so right, that's a good point. So you I, I think again, you you the first step is you got to first check yourself that all of these five things are, are in line. Then you could say, if the service wasn't good, you could say, potato kogel. Or you could start with, the service wasn't so good in my particular situation. Now again, he's going to say a little bit what you're saying. You want to listen to this, right? We said this yesterday. If any way he's going to hire the caterer, you can't say anything. You can't say anything anymore. And, ready for this? If there is another way you can accomplish the result of him not using the caterer, then you are required to try that option. I Meaning if there's a way that you could say that, um, you know, uh, I have someone else who I think, you you know, or my brother is in the catering business, he could use the business, maybe use him. Without saying anything negative, then you, you can, you can um, that's, that's what you have to do. So if there's another way to get the message across, Without saying anything negative, meaning again, because if my goal is that I, want, I don't want this guy hiring the caterer because I care so much about my friend, if there's another way for me to do it without saying something negative about it, then, then that's the way you do it. Okay, number five. The fifth thing is you must carefully evaluate the impact of your words. Your goal in this case is to convince your friend not to hire the caterer. However... If, as a result of your words, the caterer will lose his business, then you may not reveal the information. For example, if your friend is the type, wow, listen to this. So if your friend is the type that once he hears about the salty potato kugel, he will go ahead and spread it to everybody else, then you can't say it. You can't say it even to him. Also, in the event that your friend already signed the contract with the caterer, then the halach is as follows. If you know that your friend will cancel the contract as a result of your negative information, that might, you might not be allowed to do that, and it could be you can't tell your friend anymore. So if your friend comes to you and he already hired the caterer, then you can't say a word, because it could be you can't break the contract. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, go Yaakov.
1: Allah what's to call... It, like if you have a friend that made a contract with a caterer and you don't want to tell him because you don't want to cancel, he just wants to lose just and everything like that. But if he wouldn't cancel the contract, he'll actually experience whatever it is that's bad, and he's going to be the type of person to go around and tell people about this all through the tentacles. So, mm. either mm. you can cancel his contract, and mm. won't lose his mm. or he's going to just pay for it and be nice. more upset and go
0: around nice. and tell everyone. Nice. That would be... A, I, I, I like your thinking. Yaakov's asking, it's a great question. Yaakov's saying, let's say I cancel the caterer because I know or let's say I could tell the guy uh, the, the negative thing about the caterer and then he'll cancel it because otherwise I know that if this guy keeps the caterer and he doesn't do a good job then he's going he's gonna to kill him. So I'm not poskating. I, I would assume it could be in that case, it could be you could. If uh, Remember, if that's if that's your reason that you're doing it, you can't, you have to be really, really, you have to really, really know yourself to say Lashon Hara. You know, it's the old on Shabbos, you know, at Shalashuddas, you know, Nishabas Garet, and let's talk about, let's talk about, you know, when our plane leaves, Matze Shabbos. Because Nishab is Gared, but uh, we'll talk about the business deal and then we'll make the deal. Nishab is Gared. It's the same thing that people say when it comes to Latoelis. Oh, I'm going to tell you this piece of L- Latoelis because it's Latoelis. Litoelis, Litoelles. You can't just say the words Latoelis that give you a free pass to say Latoelis. Very good point, Yaakov. Very good point. Okay. Um, okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Uh, we should be Zoha. And you see how hard it is. You see how hard it is. For a person to uh, to try and be honest with Shimon, I hope you're going to say something today, Shimon. Yeah, and Rabbi Tzvi. You guys, I, I need something. I need uh, Rabbi Tzvi and Shimon. So I'll give you uh, I'll give you uh, a few minutes to think of uh, of, of sharing. Um, and Shlomo, you you guys, I miss you over there also, Shlomo. Right. So what's the pshat? The shots like this. Let's let's wrap this up. Hashem should help. All of us, let us be zochi. You see how hard it is. You know why it's hard not to speak Lashon It's so hard because, because we got to deal with ourselves. If you don't deal with yourself, and it's not just, okay, I listened to one Maseel Zisharim, or I'm here and I'm taking notes, which is amazing. And I'm really, you got to really, you got to really make it your life project to work on yourself. It's like your life, your life project to work on yourself. So Hashem will help all of us. will be zochah. Let's learn a little bit, misil sharim. Hashem will help us and all the Jewish people only to see the good, only to love each other more, only to respect each other more. And like I say, like I say, I mean it's not me. It's the way it is. You know, it's not about loving the person who's like you. That's no chiddush to love someone who's just like you. It's loving the person who's not like you. We, it's it's loving someone who's different than you. It's loving the guy or the group of people who are different than you. It's saying, how can I see the good in that person? How can I see the good in those groups, that group of people? Okay, Hashem will help us all, to never have to say any negative thing about someone. And if we do, we'll be able to fulfill all the requirements that the Chavetz Chaim tells us. We, we and all the Jewish people, will be Zocha to that. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to really just focus for a few minutes on this one line that the Mesil Sharm says it's sort of something that we've been talking about a little bit and I'll give a little bit of an introduction into, into um, the relationship with Hashem and what the Ramchal tells us is that, um, what the Mesil Zasharim teaches us and tells us is that this world is not where it's at now people don't like to hear that they don't want to hear that this world is not where it's at because it's like, so, what, so what's going on? I don't know how to deal with this world. I don't know how to deal with this world. I don't know what, what does that mean? So how do I deal with my food? How do I deal with my sleeping? How do I deal with making money? How do I deal with life in general? It says the Masil Susharim very clearly that this world is a world where there's a tremendous war. And the war is between our body and our soul. And that a person was put in this world. And this world is a world that is filled with challenges. As the language of the Ramchal, as he says, ha Ha-Chazaka. Is that a person was put in this world. Hashem put a person, here it is. adam The purpose of the world, Olam, is from Lashen Ne'elam. Which means that God is hidden. Hashem created the world that we have to go find Him. We have to search for Him. The story of the little kid who's playing hide and go seek and no one's looking for him. And he starts crying after an hour and he walks out and all the rest of his friends are just playing and he's like runs to his father and he cries to his father and he's like, he's like Tati, Abba, Daddy, um, no one was looking for me. I was sitting there in my hiding place. It's frustrating. No one's looking for me. No one's looking for me. And the father said, the father said, don't try this at home, but the father said, that's how Hashem feels. Right? Okay, we could have, we're in a generation, we need to, you have, first you have to have empathy and you hug your son and you make but that's what. what was his point? That's how Hashem feels. Hashem feels the same way. That no one's looking for Him. You Is that we have to search for Hashem. We have to try and find Hashem. That's one of the purposes of this world. Mm-hmm. Otherwise what happens is we get distracted from this world to say, Okay, I got to make a living. I got to make money. I got to just wait till you guys have families, God willing. Got to put food on the table. And you have to. You have to put food on the table. And you have to go to work. And you have to go ahead and be an upstanding citizen. So then when are you going to have a relationship with Hashem? When am I going to have a relationship with Hashem? It's very difficult. You have to search out Hashem. That's one of the purposes of us being in this world, is to search for Hashem. Now, he says, the Ramchal says, it's not about finding Hashem. It's not about finding Hashem. It's about searching Hashem out. It's about looking for Him. It's about saying, Hashem, you know, some people say, some people say, oh, when I'm feeling all inspired and I'm feeling all great, I'm connected to Hashem. People wait and they say, okay, when I'm feeling it, right, I'm feeling that connection. That's why people drink. That's why people do other things, right, to get them. I want to feel connected to Hashem. We all want to feel connected to Hashem, which is beautiful. But that's not how a person connects to Hashem. You know how a person connects to Hashem? A person connects to Hashem when you look for Hashem. Sometimes when you're having a bad day and you call out to Hashem to help you, you're more connected to Hashem when you're having a good day and you're just like, yeah, it's all good. right? People think when it comes to learning Torah or davening, I can't wait Till, I, till it's easy for me to learn Torah. I can't wait till it's easy for me to daven. As opposed to davening that I want to be able to daven. I want to daven. I want to, I want to reach out to say, Hashem, I have trouble davening. Hashem, I have trouble learning. Hashem, I have trouble connecting with you. When a person has that, when a person lives like that, that he's always reaching and yearning and trying to connect to Hashem, that itself it is a major connection to Hashem. And when a person thinks about it that way, he can get very inspired. Because he could say, Whoa, I thought, I thought that I was far from Hashem. Someone who's far from Hashem. You know, the Tokacha says, it's interesting. It says, Anochi Astir. Which means that Hashem says, I will hide double hiding. I will have a double hiding. Aster Astir. I will hide. And I will double hide. What happens if you double hide? If you double hide, it's even worse. Why? Because then you think you're close to Hashem. Because you don't say that Hashem is far from me. One Hester, one disconnect is like, wow, you're far from me. You're far from me. I want to be close to you. I want to know what life is about. I want to know what you are about. I want to know what Torah is about. When you ask those questions and you feel the frustration of being far from Hashem, at that moment, you just became very close to Hashem. And sometimes when a person's like, yeah, I'm all good, what is it? What do I need Hashem for? I don't need Hashem. What do I need Hashem? I'm feeling inspired. I'm loving my learning. Everything's all awesome. What Hashem does to us many times, it's like teaching a child to walk. Right? If you always held your child your child would never know how to walk. If you always held your child, your child would never, ever, ever know how to walk. Has a child learned how to walk when they stumble? And then what do you do if anyone's ever taught taught your child how to walk? You hold them like this, and then what do you do? You take a little step away. And if you're a child, you're like, "Why? why are you walking away from me? Why are you walking away from me? Hold me. And what's the answer that the parent will say? I'm taking a step back. I'm here with you. I'm taking that step back because you have to fall cuz you got to get up. And then you have to yearn to be close to me. You have to learn how to walk. And like we said before, the Yatsa Sahara says, "Oh my gosh, I'm far from Hashem. That's a problem." No. That's not a problem. "Oh, I fell." That's a problem. That's not a problem. Hashem does that on purpose. You know they talk about this. They say that sometimes Hashem. Now, it's very deep concept, Kabbalistic concept. They say that people have Hashem sometimes makes it that you do an Aveira and you had no bechira to do the avera or not. Hashem made it that you have to do the avera. Now you can't live like that. You can't be like I'm doing averas and it's all Hashem. But Hashem makes it sometimes, especially when you're younger that you could do things that are wrong and you didn't have choice. And what's the choice? The choice is, what are you doing after the Avera? Are you getting up? Are you changing because of that? What's your perspective? See, we look at it and we say, the Avera that I've done is what is the problem. That's not the problem. The problem is, how do I feel about myself and what's my connection? Am I going ahead and saying, Hashem, I'm sorry, I want to change, I want to grow. That's connecting to Hashem. Had a question, Yosef? Uh,
1: yes. Uh, I think that, like, also the baby, like, also teaches us that, like, the baby has is not scared, and he also a lot of times starts on his own, starts crawling, and that, like, also that we, like,
0: as human beings, like, we give ourselves, like, we gotta give ourselves, like, more credit. Like, as a baby, baby, just like so pure; he doesn't see anything. Like, he just sees, like, what you gotta do. You gotta start walking. not, he's not going to be able to do anything like his life. Right. Just automatically, Shem gives like the very shame to like start crawling and stuff like that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yosef, I love it. Thank you, Yosef. If I'm understanding you right, I think, and tell me, I think what you're saying a little bit is that it's humble to go ahead. Like, Sometimes we want to do these great things. Hashem gives us the ability to do these little things with one little thing opens up a little bit. Exactly. A little bit, exactly. Yosef saying a beautiful thing. Sometimes we're afraid to take a little tiny step that doesn't feel so significant. But that little thing that you do begins, it's crawling, it's a little step and another step and then you fall. And you're like, okay, I'm going to take another step and a little step and a little step. Shimon, no, Mata Omer, Shimon, you'll wrap us up. What? What? Okay, no pressure. Are
1: we wrapping up or can I get
0: another two minutes or Yeah, yeah, well, we can wait for you. Shall I add something? a little louder that right
1: yeah right
0: right right beautiful right and Shai is saying the Chazal says <laughs> is that the only time we do something wrong is because we're, we're it's called temporary insanity so Hashem says okay you're forgiven because you were temporarily insane but now you're sane <laughs> So you were temporarily insane last night. So you were temporarily insane for the last year. So you were temporarily insane a lot of times. Okay. Now you have sanity. What are you doing now? That's the question. Thank you, Shai. Very good point. That's the question. So yeah, so you did something wrong. So I did an Avera. So I did something wrong. The question is now what do I do? I've made mistakes. Now when I'm sane, what do I do? Yes, Rabbi Erbluch. Yes. You know, kind of in the Does it make sense to say sorry for something like that? Um uh, that's wonderfully. Or is it something like it it has maybe you're on your mind aspect right. of why you end up doing that available? Right. Is the left you? So right. Right. You're saying where does chuva come in then? So what, right. If, if so it's not a choice. How can I say sorry? Right. So it could be again, it could be that the chuva is is on after the chet which is the chet that you did because of that meaning the attitude that you had you're not doing ain't a it could be it could be that we don't know what we have to do tshuva on it could be that that right that that chet that thing that you did wrong is not on you but the one that you did afterwards is on you or your attitude because of that is on you and then you didn't pick yourself up maybe picking yourself up is what you're supposed to do yeah, beautiful. Okay, yes, Yosef. I you know, like what he we was saying about picking
1: yourself up. Like, I, I, I've heard that one of the main problems is, is that
0: we don't believe that our truth really work. We don't believe that we were actually forgiven by Hashem. If mm-hmm. we could actually do that, then we
1: would be able to move on. Right, right. We don't
0: right. believe that it's true. Right, correct. Right, or like Shaya said, we don't believe that it's temporary, temporary insanity. We think, we carry the guilt. Hashem forgives us. We don't forgive ourselves. Hashem is very loving and wants to forgive us and does forgive us. We're the ones who don't forgive ourselves. We're the ones who hold ourselves back. Right? Very true. Beautiful. Thank you, Rabbi Erbalach, Yosei Chaya. Thank you. Amazing. I love your sharing. I love it. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us as we're... Uh, in Adar Aleph it's, We have a blessing that we have a double Double Adar Double, double opportunity to, to To grow To understand what life is about Hashem will help all of us And, and, and like we always say Every day Don't get bogged down by your past You, you could have people that that, uh, that are Are not able to function today Because of their past But but if you think about it, it doesn't really make sense. Because you can't do anything about your past. There's nothing you could do. You can't change your past. It's impossible. The only thing you could do is say, I want to live today. This is how I want to live today. And you're worried about your future. The best thing you can do for your future, the best thing. Someone wants to know, well, how do I make sure that I become successful in my future? Guess what? Have a successful day today. Learn to have successful, good, positive, healthy good days. If you learn to do that, then that is what success is. That is what it is. What else is it? Say, oh, I'm waiting for the money in the bank. I'm waiting for this. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? When a person says, how do I live a healthy today? How do I live a good today? That will help a person live the life that he wants to live. Hashem will help us all to have an amazing first day of the rest of your life. Have an amazing day, everyone. Thank you right the first year